Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy Smiley, a.k.a. The Smilester. And here we are. We have, an, have another episode of Smilecho's Way. It's uh, February the 10th, 2019. It is approximately 4.09 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm just arriving home from work. Um, can't really call this home anymore, being that I'll be moving out of this home in uh, two weeks. It's been my residence for about the past 12 years, you know, off and on, but more on and off, you know, but uh, me and my girl, you know, a couple little separations and breakups, but, you know, break up the makeup. Plus, they say it's cheaper to keep it. <laughs> but um, this is a presentation of Broken Hip Hop Baltimore featuring us niggas that can't rap and those stars that we're fucking Baltimore stand up. But uh, this is Smiley Toes Way. I uh, had a great shift at work. For those of you who don't know, I am a cook. I am technically a chef, but my job title is cook. <laughs> they don't pay me to be a chef. <laughs> so uh, I'm a cook, but whatever. You know, I'm just chiming in. This is episode number four. Yeah, we're at episode number four now. Four episodes within the first week. And I think that's pretty awesome considering that uh, number one, I came out of nowhere, like straight out of left field with these podcasts, but also because um, I should have done this a long time ago. Shouts out to my man Cole World, my man Robert Coles, Big Rob. Um, long, long ago made the suggestion, hey, Smiles, do the podcast. You're the Black Howard Stern. People need to hear you. Blase, blase. But um, I guess I was afraid to step out on faith or maybe I was just bluffing. I mean, I don't know. Like one or the other, like you pick whatever answer you want to choose. But now I'm uh, I'm fully engulfed into this whole podcast thing. As of right now, you know, I'm just doing them. Uh, I'm doing the podcast through my phone. There are no visuals, but that's coming soon. You know, um, definitely, you know, very, very soon. I don't even want to put a date on it because I don't know. Because life happens, you know, I can, I can say that, hey, you know, this this Wednesday, I'm going to do this, this, that, and the third. But on Tuesday, I get sick. So um, I'm not going to put a date on it because I've put a date on many of my other ventures and none of them came to fruition. And I'll be honest, a lot of it, 90% of it had to do with bluffing and procrastinating. You know, I'm always working two jobs and, you know, when I'm not, you know, at both of the jobs, I'm... You know, spending time getting fucked up, getting twisted. Part my language, everyone, because I know my mom is listening, along with um others who may find you know profanity offensive. So I'm definitely gonna monitor that. But um, back to my point. Um, yeah. Um, the start of this episode, I wanted to talk about my purpose of the podcast, and that's the purpose because um I have a voice, you know, and um I have something that needs to be said, but more importantly. I have things that need to be heard, but just as important, this is a platform for people who have a voice without a platform, you know, so this is what I have to offer. So with that being said, anyone out there listening, if you rap, if you sing, if you act, if you design clothes, if you do tattoos, if you work a nine to five and you just want to come and rant, if you sell penny candy, you have a store, whatever your grind, whatever your hustle, you know, whatever your respective field is, you know, um, come, you know, hit me up. 
I'm I'm a, a people person. I'm tangible. You can reach out. I'm not like one of those superstar, super famous ass people who uh you comment on their their social media posts and you know what I mean you got two million other comments and I'm not saying that they're gonna respond to you or they have to respond to anyone because I mean it's social media they can read it and keep it moving but um I'm one of those people that will like like your posts like your comments. I will respond to your comments and you can reach out and tangibly touch me. No homo, because ain't nobody touching me. <laughs> you get touched, mother. <coughs> my Bernie Mac voice, <coughs> Robin Harris at the same time. I'm channeling both of my inner energies. Rest in peace to Bernie Mac. Rest in peace to Robin Harris. Follow the drip. Follow the drip. <laughs> I'm from that house party generation. You know what I'm saying? House party came out. It's funny because uh, people don't know House Party was supposed to be um, starring DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Yes, that's Will Smith and Jeff Towns. From what I understand, that's the uh, the lore. That's the, the lore in Hollywood. But they turned the roles down. So that's how Kid and Play got the roles of House Party. And it's funny because I could imagine Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff and House Party, but that movie would have been so different with those with those two characters in there as opposed to kid and play been a lot different um but anyway um this podcast like i said this I'm, I'm the voice for the people who don't have a platform so if there's anything that you want to promote whether it's your business if it's a company of you know one of your associates or acquaintances or if you just want to come and rant and just we can pick each other brains that's fine you know hit up the smallster so that way you can be on Smileto's way. Once I get this new computer and I uh, learn how to deal with the uh, background sounds and all of that, like this podcast is going to be lit. Like it's definitely going to be a very, very lit podcast because I say the things that people are afraid to say. I discuss the things that people normally only discuss in their living rooms, at the coffee table or whatsoever. You know, but I also will be bringing you current news citywide. For those who don't know, I'm broadcasting live from Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, stand up. But um, Baltimore is only one place on the map. And if you look at a map or a globe, it's huge. It's it's like, oh, my goodness. Like in Maryland is actually one of the smallest states. But if you consider how big Maryland is. Think of states like Alaska and Texas, which uh, I believe I know Alaska for a fact um, landmass wide is the largest state in uh, in our union. But I think Texas is number two. But either way, like you think of how large those states are. But think of, uh, you know, you can go to Greenland and Iceland and Russia and Nova Scotia and all these other parts of the you know northeastern parts of Canada and the South Pole and the North Pole. Either way. You know, I'm thinking global domination, worldwide domination, you know, and uh, that's my aim. Uh, speaking of our aim, it's funny because uh, the mission statement for my company, Hybrid Hospitality, shouts out to Hybrid Hospitality, Fain of Heart Foods, quick uh, chime in real quick. If you need any catering services, if you need cleaning services, if you need security services, if you need DJ services, if you need driving services, Holla at Hybrid Hospitality. You need anything dealing with food. I don't care if I'm catering for one or 1,000. You holla at Faint of Heart Foods. The, the ultimate goal is for us to build schools and hospitals for poor people and people in the struggle. 
Um, hospitals, you know, obvious. You know, that the reason is obvious for doing hospitals. You know, um, insurance is like some just in case shit. And our goal is to build hospitals where you don't need insurance. And I mean, anyone in business, the goal is to not only make, not only earn money, but you want to turn a profit. But at what expense? You know, like you have people who die because hospitals turn them away. And as far as the schools go, I want to go, you know, basically like we can build our own Montessori schools, you know, our own, you know, education centers. Sorry, I dropped the lighter. But um, with with our format and our uh, curriculum, you know, we will teach things such as financial literacy. We will teach things, you know, about credit. We will teach kids how to drive. We will teach kids how to sew and cook, similar to the old school home economics classes. We will also teach kids how to hunt and how to fish, how to use firearms. And these are important, like, especially for black people, because you have white people out here. And I mean, not just white people, but you have people who are in an upper class and upper echelon of society. If you deal with things on a societal base, you know, um, because everything is labeled and everybody's put into a category. But if you look at, you know, um, the middle of the upper class and I mean, not even just that, but, you know, particularly whites, poor whites, middle class whites, rich whites. They're teaching their kids at the age of three and four to shoot guns that are twice the size of those kids at that time. And, our, you know, us being the counterpart, our three and four year olds know how to play Fortnite and go on YouTube and work a smartphone and technology and smartphones just on some, you know, on some other shit, just to piggyback like smartphones have made people dumb. You can agree, you can disagree, you can agree to disagree, and you don't have to accept or reject anything, but you got to respect it because it's my opinion, and a lot of my opinions are based on facts, to be honest. Um, Sorry to keep saying, um, I'm new to this podcast thing, y'all, so... I just need everyone to bear with me, keep tuning in, keep chiming in and keep listening. But I was saying, um, because I was in the process of switching subjects, because the first thing that I really wanted to discuss and go into was the shooting at Douglas High School, Frederick Douglas High School in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, this happened on Friday, February the 8th. 2019 and this is a shooting that took place you know on midday around like lunchtime what ended up happening was um 25 year old man was armed with a gun and he attempted to in- enter frederick douglas high school one of the hall monitors who's a retired coach um intervened and pretty much um he ended up getting shot in the process he was shot three times. Last I heard, he was in a stable condition. It was a serious but stable. But he was shot in the process, protecting not only the school and the grounds of the school, but protecting our children, protecting our future. And it's pretty crazy because I watched the live broadcast, the breaking news. They were interviewing children from Douglas. Douglas is... I'm going to go out on a limb and say all black, not just predominantly black, like Douglas is all black. And you had children on the news who um, spoke of the chaos and the turmoil. One kid even said, um, this is too much. I need to transfer. And most kids, you know, um, were honest. It's like, hey, we weren't there. We were in the lunchroom. 
but we heard a commotion. Then you had some kids who weren't like right there in the mix. Thank God they weren't because who knows what could have happened, but they were close enough to everything happening where they had, you know, a little more info. But at the end of the day, it's just like um, one one kid in particular spoke on um, the metal detectors, which I'm against metal detectors in schools, but that's neither here nor there. Like the school, the design of the school system has the same the same design of the prison system. But that's a topic and subject for another episode. But um, Alex Dimitrik is the broadcaster for um, WJZ Channel 13 News here in Baltimore, Maryland. And he asked one of the children, do y'all have metal detectors? And the child said, yes, we do. Which I'm not surprised, but I was astonished. Just like, yo, they kids like, why the freak do you need metal detectors? And I understand why, but it's like, why do you really need metal detectors? But the kids spoke on how they can plug the metal detectors up and unplug them. So he said, yeah, you know, we have them, but by a certain time, they unplug them and they remove them from that entrance where, you know, everybody comes in. Long story short, guy comes in 25, shoots the hall monitor, retired coach, 56. And now he's um now he's not only facing charges for that crime, but the gun was linked to a homicide that happened in, I believe, of November in 2018. So he's also facing crimes for that. Now, you could easily say, well, I mean, he, he can beat that because it's like, hey, you know, I, I bought this gun illegally, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. You know, that's nothing. But I mean, like either way, like the system has like has done nothing to reward anyone and it's crazy when you think about the penal system and when it comes to the jails and the penitentiaries they they send people to prison whether you're young old or whatever but the first time you go to prison you know like you're a piece of mold you're a piece of clay and the prison system hardens you because let's just say you get locked up for weed or even coke you know you're selling coke but you get locked up and they put you in a population with all of these hardened criminals, you know, serial killers and rapists and, you know, whatever, extortionists, blase, blase. And it forces you to become someone that you don't want to be because your self-preservation kicks in. So you get a five year sentence. You might catch a couple couple cases while you in there. You know what I mean? You that five turn to seven or you might do the right thing and that five turn to three, three and a half. But either way, like it forces you to become someone that you're not and that you really don't want to be. So um, shouts out to everybody that's staying out of prison, staying out of jail, doing what you're supposed to do and just being a man out here. You surviving in these streets. But the thing um, back to the whole point with Douglas High School, I'm 36, 37 and I'm Baltimore bred, born and raised, you know, um. I used to actually live not far from Douglas High School, and I still don't live far from it. I could walk to Douglas High School in about 15 minutes from where I live. The problem is Douglas has always had issues. Number one, you have uh, RNG, Rice Town and Gwynn's Falls, and you have the White Lock area, and that's the zone school for both. And these two areas have been beefing forever. And the kids, even nowadays, don't know why. I mean, I'm not in tune to the streets as much as I used to be, so I don't know if those areas are still beefing so correct me on that but i know back in the day 
White Lock and RNG, it was like, yo, it's on, it's on on site. And high school kids, even if you're 18 and you're a senior in high school, 19 even, you're still a kid. Like these kids have no idea where these beefs stem from, but they pick up and, and they, you know, pick up and carry them out. You know, it's just unfortunate because every time you turn around, it's some bullshit happening with Douglas High School and they're not doing enough. Like they, they, they're closing down all of these schools, which I'm against. They'll close down five schools all throughout the city. Like this year, at the end of this school year in Baltimore City, we'll have five more schools closed. But they're going to take those kids from those five schools and combine them into two schools, maybe three. So um, you have overcrowdedness. So you have a, a student teacher ratio that's 30, 30 to one over 30 to one. But I don't know the exact number, but it's definitely 30 to one. And when you shut down these schools and combine them, that ratio just goes up. So that means that your child gets less attention from their teacher. Now, keep in mind, your child is supposed to be with the teacher for six to eight hours a day. Right. Because while your child is with the teacher, most of us work, but like, unless you have an unorthodox schedule like me, you work overnight, but they're not getting the attention from the teacher. And then you work and then you work two jobs like me, or you work and go to school or you work and have your own business, whatever it is like, that's less attention that's going to your child. So they have so much more free time, you know, and time is at their disposal for them to do whatever and get into whatever. So us as parents and as responsible adults, we have to stop that. You know, um, it's not hard. There's a statistic that I read, particularly for black people. And I know it's bullshit because you have three types of lies. You have lies, you have goddamn lies and you have statistics. But the statistics stated that the average black woman, the average woman of color of African descent spends 33 minutes a day with her child or children. And the average black man, the average man of African descent spends seven minutes a day with his child or children. Number one, like how many black homes, the people who are taking the, these statisticians who are, who are taking these surveys and statistics, how many black homes have they really been in? <laughs> because I know plenty of black homes with children like black parents that spend way more than seven minutes and 33 minutes a day with their kids. I spent about two, two and a half hours with my youngest son earlier, just watching TV before I went to work. And keep in mind, I have four children and two grandchildren, possibly a grandchild on the way, but I'm either way, like where are they getting these numbers? Like they're cooking the books and they're putting this crap out there and people believe it. You know, you ever heard the statement? I mean, we've all heard it. You want to keep something from a nigga, you put it in a book because niggas don't read and not necessarily a book, but that book could be in the form of a magazine article. Because when I saw that, I saw it online and my man who posted it, you know, um, he's very, you know, this is, this is, you know, a reputable source. Like this is somebody who does his homework and does his math. And I'm not saying like, of course, he's not the one that came up with the statistic. And I'm not saying whether he agrees or disagrees. Shouts out to my man, Brandon Wilson, by the way, that's what I'm speaking on, not to put you out there, but um, 
You know, I mean, this is a smart brother. It's a brother who spent years in the penitentiary, you know, for some shit he didn't even do. And he's recently come home and he's on a mission. Like, he's trying to save the world and I'm with him. But, you know, it's just like, where are they getting these numbers? Like, that is just ridiculous. And it's it's abysmal. But I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I mean, I know for a fact that people don't spend that little amount of time with their kids. There are some people, and then there's some people who don't spend time with their children at all. But what I'm saying is when you think about those numbers, that should make you want to spend more time with your children. You know, make you want to have more family time. Not just your children, but, you know, your children, um, their mom, whether they're together with the mother or not. My girlfriend and I have one child together, and we've been together for almost 13 years. We've known each other for almost 21 but her other two children have always been my children from day one. From day one. I have a child from a prior relationship, situationship, or whatever. And from my experience as a parent, and especially, you know, co-parenting, like, it's difficult. But it's not the hardest thing in the world. It can be very easy. But either way, like, you got to put time in with your kids, man. Because there's so many devices out here and so many different avenues that aren't positive and so easy for our kids to get into but so hard for them to get out of they make decisions right now that could affect them for the rest of their lives but that's where our play is not just parents but as adults you know whether it's our child or not because it takes a village to raise a child you know i'm originally uh, from east baltimore and i don't go to my old neighborhood i mean it's, i'm not being funny but i'm i'm busy i'm always working this stuff i breeze through Every now and again, but I haven't breezed through in a while. But in the neighborhood where I live, in Northwest Baltimore, you can come through here and you can ask about me. Ask about Smiley the Smilester. And it's not even on no street shit or no thug shit. I'm not even talking about asking the niggas. I'm talking about asking my neighbors. Don't just ask these dudes on the street that's out here doing street shit. Ask my neighbors. They'll tell you, oh, Smiley, he's a stand-up guy. Oh, Smiley, he does this, he does that. They'll tell you about when... You know, I was, you know, the one dude when I was doing my street stuff, I carried it like old school dudes. School let out, I was in front of that corner store. Little kids, they walk past the store when they come from school. What y'all learn in school today? Bit, 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 huh? Take this couple of dollars. At the end of the week, I would have a contest every week, every Friday. Whoever I felt like learned the most throughout the week and had the most productive week, you know, they won $5, but that didn't mean that the other kids didn't get any money on Friday. And then, of course, throughout the week, I was looking out. If it was no more than 50 cent per kid, a dollar per kid, we talking little kids. It made a difference. Shouts out to my man, Los, two little Carlos, because Shorty won the contest every Friday. That's my little man. He always won. You know, like to the point I had to tell him, like, yo, you, you can't play for the next two weeks. Let's give somebody else a chance. But... It's all about uplifting and, and enrichment. You know, like, I'm a I'm an arrogant, ignorant mother, you know what? Son of a gun. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, jet flying, limousine riding, but I ain't no Ric Flair though. Get there. Ah try to spit a little rap or whatever. But yeah, um just um, you know, we we gotta save ourselves. We gotta do more. As, a, as parents, as adults, you know, um, incorporate more time into our community, into our families. And we just got to, you know, just make sacrifices. You know, we have to deprogram ourselves and reprogram ourselves. Cut that TV off and pick a book back up.
And I'm not talking about an ebook that you're reading on your tablet or your phone. Like I'm talking about a book with a, with a with a spine on it. You know what I mean? And you know a, a preface and all of that, like a real book. You know, we got away from that technology. Like I said, smartphones have made people dumb. Hey, look, look, I'm about to take a quick bathroom break real quick. You're chilling with the Smilester on Smilito's way, courtesy of Broken Hip Hop Baltimore. I'll be right, right back in two minutes. Two minutes for me, about five seconds for y'all. Yo, 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 I'm back. Told you five seconds for you. Two minutes for me. It's the Smilester. You are tuning in to Smilito's Way, courtesy of Broken Hip Hop Baltimore, featuring us niggas that can rap and them thoughts that we fucking Baltimore stand up. <laughs> yeah, um, I know y'all probably thinking like, damn, who takes two minutes to pee? An old ass man. I'm uh, almost 37 years old and uh, I'm three and a half years away from a prostate exam. Like, damn, <laughs> I don't want to think about that because uh not trying to see that uh, proctologist anytime soon, but it's got to happen, you know, eventually. Just as long as that nigga don't light candles and play Luther Vandross, we good. <laughs> no, but uh, it's February the 10th, 2019. I'm broadcasting live from Northwest Baltimore, Maryland. Petey, what up to all my Petey homies? Trying to watch my language on here. Like I said earlier, mama's listening. But um, what's up, man? You know, uh, the first segment, I was uh, a little serious. I was discussing, uh, you know, us, uh, you know, embracing family, spending more time with the kids, discuss the shooting up Douglas, blase, blase. You know, um, it's, it's crazy out here in the world, you know, and it's real crazy in Baltimore. Like, people don't really understand how crazy it is, but it's a lot less crazy than people really think. I remember years ago, now... Keep in mind, like, this was back, this was back in like 2002. Rest in peace to my man Hush. Shouts out to Orna Hush Music Entity. Log it in your memory. But me and my man Hush, we took a road trip. We went to New York first, then we drove back to Baltimore. We went straight west, straight to California. So I remember us stopping in Kansas City. We stopped at like this little uh, convenience store. I mean, it wasn't in the middle of nowhere, but you know, it was, it was I, don't, I can't even tell you, this was uh, almost 20 years ago. This is like 17 years ago. So we stopped at the convenience store and I see a lot of dudes out there. They got on blue and orange rags. Now, for those of you who don't know, like number one, blue rags are Crips, but some Crips wear orange rags, like whatever. Anyway, um, I get out the car and it's just like, oh shit, like we shouldn't stop here. <laughs> But as I'm going in the door, like, I'm just keeping my composure, like, whatever. So, dude, like, yo, y'all got Maryland tags. Like, by any chance, y'all from Baltimore? You're like, yeah, that's where we from. And the whole atmosphere was just, oh, my God. Yo, we watched The Wire. Nah, nah, nah. I seen the corner. Like, is it, like, wow. Like, is Baltimore? Like, we on the map. But we on the map for the wrong reasons, man. Like. We're known for crabs, but then we're known for crabs because all our crabs, they're in a barrel, they're in a bucket. But, you know, heroin capital, um, at one point we had the highest teen pregnancy rate. One point we had the highest teen suicide rate. Um, 
like I said, heroin capital. We have a very high STD rate to this day. And we were voted like the ugliest city. And even when we didn't hit number one, we were still in like the top five. So um, we have to change the demographic for Baltimore, y'all. Like we got to stand up. In my first episode, I was joking. I'm like, yeah, I'm originally from True for Consequences, New Mexico. It's a town with a... One gas station, the two post office, something, something, no police station. I mean, no, nah, that, that was all in fun and games. I mean, like, I'm, I'm Baltimore born and bred, and I know I'm pronouncing it Baltimore. I'm just enunciating my words and speaking like I should, but like, real talk, man. Baltimore, Baltimore. You know what I mean? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all. We got to change the demographic of our city. Number one, on a rap tip, I mean, I'm, 36 about to be 37 I've been rapping since I was nine I've been pursuing it you know since I was about 13 14 so I've done the shows like I remember you know a show that my homegirl Free Robinson shots out to Free Robinson that she put together years ago and a nigga ended up getting killed my bad that little chime y'all heard my uh, battery's down on my phone but this good 15% gonna take the take you know be good to us give me a nice little amount of time for the rest of this podcast anyway um free robinson put a show together and not only was it a show it was a free show for everybody to get in for free perform for free like it was a serious showcase supposed to do right for the city nigga ends up getting killed but even going back years before that because that was about four or five years ago and i know how i mean i can't say i know how she felt but i can understand how badly that could fuck her up like like, damn, this is what I tried to do and this is what happened. But I remember um, when Showtime, Showtime, the cable channel had the little hip hop show. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a little battle show and they came to Baltimore and they were at the original five seasons. It's funny because the, the shit that Free Robinson put together was at five seasons. But like this is the five seasons, you know, with a Dunkin Donuts across from Central Bookings. You know, right there on Guilford Avenue. The original five seasons used to be on Charles Street. I never forget. I ran into my man Shorty Uwap while I was there the night that Showtime was supposed to be there. Rest in peace to Shorty Uwap. Definitely played a part in my upbringing. You know, not just from a hip hop standpoint, but just like you know, growing pains from boys to men. But we had a discussion that night, and we spoke on how the industry doesn't want to touch Baltimore with a ten foot pole because of the stigma that they have with cats from Baltimore. Now, we have a lot of talent here. Like, number one, shots out to King Lose. I went to college with this dude. Not just went to college with him, like, had a class with him. Like, man, King Lose was cool when we were in college. Don't get me wrong. I haven't spoken to this dude in years. Like, years. But when we were in college, Coppin State, go Eagles. Like, that was my man. But King Lose is so talented. And I mean, like, he has the ability to put the city on his back. Um, another cat, Boss Man, a.k.a. Travis Devon. You know what I mean? Talented. I've met him on the Humbug. It's funny because his uh, engineer went up, shots out to my man Wiz. I know Wiz. I know Wiz personally. But me and uh, Golden Child, a.k.a. Joe Blow, we started the On The Hush Music Entity. Wiz was our engineer doing all our mixing and mastering. But um, Boss Man, he's another one. Talented. Can put the city on his back. Um, Scar Akbar, talented. Tay Cows, Kane Copeland, Flames on Fire, and like the the last three. Like I know a lot of people know about Tay Cows, but Kane Copeland and Flames on Fire, 
They two of the nicest dudes in the city that people don't know about. My man passed the drone. Tag G, uh, T-A-G-M-G, Tag M-G. I call him Tag M-G, but T-A-G-M-G. Shots out to uh, my man Kendra, David Dorsey. You know what I mean? The guy doing hella uh, crazy graphic arts for people in the city. It's a lot of talent in the city, but um, they not looking at us, man. They not, and it's because of the stigma. And all these cats that I named, I'm not saying that dudes aren't from the hood, because all of us from the hood. Like, everybody I named from the hood. You know what I mean? But these are grown men. Like, it ain't about being street dudes. Like, these ain't no slouches. These cats have definitely handled their business in a sense, but ain't, like, niggas ain't in the streets no more. If, 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 if they were ever in the streets, or if we were ever in the streets, or whatever. You get to a point where it's just like trying to get on, you know, for the better, like my talent is, is going to carry me over. And these are people, all these people, these aforementioned artists, all of them have talent. I mean, like talent to take over the game on some Migos, future type tip, 50 Cent when he first came out. But the problem is the industry don't really want to touch Baltimore. And now the way uh, the music industry is set up with these 360 deals and whatever, like, man, you end up signing your life away for one single. You make 250000 off the single. You got to pay the producer 15, uh, 3% of that. You know what I mean? So if, if you get 17 points, whatever, whatever. But long story short, that's why nobody's doing record deals no more. You do a, you 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 pop off on a single, you get two hundred fifty thousand, five thousand, you make that, but you gotta pay the producer. You know, if you make five hundred thousand and you gotta pay the producer three percent, now consider ten percent of five hundred thousand is fifty thousand. So five percent is twenty twenty five. So that three percent, that's like seventeen, eighteen thousand, whatever it is, sixteen thousand. You know what I mean? That's a nice little chunk just to pay your producer. Now, let's just say, you know what I mean? You didn't write the lyrics. You got to pay your writer. And if you owe the label, man, that's why it's all about independence, man. We, we got to do our own thing, not just on the music tip, because everybody can't be a rap artist. Everybody can't be an actor. Everybody can't be a designer. And more importantly, everyone can't be a boss. There's got to be some workers. The world is like... I'm a cancer. And if you look at the cancer, it's the six and nine. It's the crab, but it's the 69. But if you really look at it, it's the yin and yang. It's the yin, it's the yin yang sign. And there has to be a yang to the yin. So for every boss, there has to be a worker. And I hate the word boss because none of us have bosses. We have employers. We are not slaves. But I think y'all get my drift and you feel where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? For every dude out here on the streets that got a brick, it's gotta be a dude out here that got a, that has an ounce, and it's gotta be a dude out here that has a nickel or a dime. It, it and on the corporate level, for every person that's in the office, suit and tie, it's gotta be somebody in the warehouse. You know, blue collar, white collar. It's the way of the world. It's the way the world goes. <clears throat> Pardon me, I just lit my cigarette, smoking on the Newport. I swear them whores should give me an endorsement. Spend about uh, $2,500 a year with them. And I have been for the past 20 some odd years. I started smoking young. <laughs> I know I just flipped gears on y'all, but this is something that I want to discuss because I want to speak to y'all real quick about investing and how you invest. Now, 
Are you acquiring assets or are you acquiring liabilities? First off, let's get with the definition of both of those words. For those who don't know, an asset is something that brings money in. A liability is something that takes money out. So I have a habit of uh, about a pack a day, cigarettes. I don't smoke the whole pack, give some away. People ask to buy some, but I'm purchasing a pack a day. Right here in Baltimore, packs of cigarettes cost between $7.50 and $8.50. But we're just going to say, for the sake of easy math, $8. So the seven days in a week, that's $56. That's $112. That's $56 in a week. That's $112 in two weeks. That's $224 in a month. Multiply that times 12. Consider the fact that my girlfriend smokes and goes through about a pack a day. So we're looking at about, we're looking at over 5,000, closer to 55, 6,000 per year, just on cigarettes. Now, I'm not saying that I would invest it in the plight or, you know, the death of people. But just imagine if we took that same $6,000 a year and invested in Newports, invested in their, their company, Laura Lillard or, you know, whatever, whatever the head company is. That's 6000 a year we can invest. How many people smoke? Like we could get rich and capitalize off of people's plight. You know, we getting rich sitting back and somebody sitting there with emphysema on an oxygen machine. And I mean, I'm, I'm snickering in the background, but that's facts because at the end of the day, that person on the oxygen machine with emphysema could be me one day, you know, and it costs, it's costing me too much money to keep killing myself. But it's, it's beyond cigarettes. Just think of all of your habits. Think about what y'all spend money on, man. Spending money on dumb shit. We're not even going to talk about the Gucci boycott right now. Because I've been boycotting them forever. I couldn't afford them ugly ass clothes anyway. So I'm not even going to speak on that. I'm just talking about your weed habit. Your cigarette habit. Your liquor habit. You got a tricking habit. Um... Like, I'll tell you one of my habits. It might sound dumb. I have a sock habit. I don't wear white socks. I wear loud, crazy socks. Socks with people's faces on them and characters and cartoons and shapes and whatever. I have a sock habit. And I've really curbed that over the past six months, over the past six months to a year. But every week I was spending 40 to $50 on socks. And I mean, I'm only coming out with like, Anywhere between five and 10 pairs of socks. And I still do. Re as recently as uh, December, I went out and I spent $100 all on socks. And I got about 13 socks out the deal. All of them slick, something fresh, SpongeBob, um, Family Guy, Hey Arnold. But either way, like everybody has habits. Just imagine if you cut your habits in half. Like, you, you work on cutting them out, but let's start out. We, we, we cut them by 25%. So if I'm spending $56 a week on cigarettes, we split that in half. That's what, 28? So if we split that in half again, which is a quarter, that's 14, which means basically two packs of cigarettes will get me through the whole week. But if I do that until I'm no longer purchasing cigarettes and I take that same $14 or $28 or $56 and invest in some kind of asset, what? And think about it. We all can do this. Everybody has an entrepreneurial spirit built within them. But like I said, 
along with employees, you have to have workers. Everybody can't be a boss. And and that's the bottom line. Excuse me, I'm parched. Hitting my water. Gotta hit it again. Mmm. It's good water. Deer Park. Shouts out to Deer Park. They don't pay me. Just like anyone else that I've endorsed on this episode. But you know what? That's the come. Just wait to what I have coming. Speaking of, uh, because everything is brought courtesy of Broken Hip Hop Baltimore. For those of you who don't know, Broken Hip Hop Baltimore is actually a show. And I had a few episodes and they were unsketched and not even like real episodes, but just videos that I would post and keep screaming, Broken Hip Hop Baltimore, Broken Hip Hop, Broken Hip Hop. But anybody who follows me on social media, by the way, you can follow me on Facebook, Aquil Smiley. That's A-C-Q-U-I-L-S-M-I-L-E-Y. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You can look up Aquil Smiley, but follow me as Massamind. M-A-S-S-A-M-Y-Y-N-D. You Google me, all of my stuff will pop up. Everything, including my address and my last known whereabouts will probably pop up. But on Broken Hip Hop Baltimore, it's supposed to be a sketch comedy show, but like not just sketch comedy. It's, it's supposed to be um, not sketch comedy. I apologize. It's supposed to be a parody of like Love and Hip Hop. And it used to be called Love and Hip Hop Baltimore, but I had to change it because... Of course, I don't own that name. So it was like broken hip hop. Like, okay, that, that makes sense. And it's a play on words because it's like I'm broke in hip hop or is it broken hip hop or broke and hip hop? However you, you know, decipher. Oh, excuse me. However you decipher it, that's up to you. But it's a play on words. But I'm really going to go all the way and go strong with the, uh, the episodes. I will have the, uh, the first episode. Now, I'll put a date on this. I have the first episode up by uh, June the 1st. Also, by April the 1st, I'll be releasing my first single under um, the moniker Massamind, Ambition the Massamind, possibly. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of things, man, and I'm doing them by myself. So, but I'm, I'm a big dreamer. So, I mean, do I, do I want to sit back and just work a nine to five and be a drone for the rest of my life? Or do I want to step out on faith and do what I was set out to do? Like everyone has a book that's been written. We just don't know the end result. I mean, we know the end result because in the end, we all die. Real shit. That's facts. That's the only constant in life. Death and maybe taxes. Like we know that in the end, we all die. But like in in, in between birth and death, life and death, you know, we're, we're writing the story. I mean, but the story's already been written. The, it's just all about us walking the path. You know, I want everyone out there that's listening to this podcast to challenge themselves. Just challenge yourself to be better. Challenge yourself to do more than what you did yesterday. And it, you got a lot of procrastinators, a lot of bullshitters out there. I'm one of them. Man, I procrastinate so much, I'll probably be late for my own funeral, like two, three days late. And I'm getting cremated. (laughs) Ain't that a bitch? But I really challenge everyone out there to be better than the person you were yesterday. Be better than the person that you were last week. Be better than the person that you were 
60 seconds ago because it's all about growth. You know, uh, growth and development. Shouts out to the GDs, Gangster Disciples. You know what I mean? But um, it's, it's, it's really about growth and, and development and prosperity because at the, end of, at the end of the day, it's like, what else do you really have? You know what I mean? We're all just trying to live. We're trying to eat, trying to survive. You know, trying not to struggle. And if we have to struggle, we don't want to struggle on our knees. You know what I mean? Struggle on your feet. Like, you're still on your feet, though. And if you get knocked down, you just get up. And once again, that's the bottom line. So, look, 44 minutes plus in on this podcast. And then my phone is dying. It's 4.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm actually going to end this podcast right now. I have so much more to talk about, but Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was this podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners who took the time to, you know, chime in, you know, uh, and listen to little old me. I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative. I mean, like y'all have no idea what this means to me. Like for my voice to be heard on a broad spectrum, it's it's a lot like it's it's almost like surreal but you know what like it's happening and i'm embracing it you know for better or for worse now before i go i'm gonna give a couple shots out shouts out definitely got a shout out wifey and kids man you know shouts out to the wifey my kids my grandkids shouts out to my parents because without them there's no me lady ray big smiley chef smiley senior <laughs> Who would have thought I'd be your chef, Smiley Jr.? Shouts out to On The Hush Music Entity. Log it in your memory. Shouts out to uh, Hybrid Hospitality. Shouts out to Faint of Heart Foods. Shouts out to my man, February Jones. Shouts out to Time Travelers. Time don't wait for nobody. You know, um, shouts out to everybody that deserves it. Like, it's, there are a lot of shouts out, but... I have a million more episodes to go. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be shouting people out on every episode, but I have the I have the opportunity to shout everybody out. And at the end of the day, like I said, shouts out goes to any and everybody that deserves it in my life, whether on a personal or professional level, anybody who's helped me to grow, who's embraced any of my ideas and any of my concepts like this, this podcast, this episode, this is for you. Like, I appreciate everything everything i'm a humble dude and i mean i want y'all to like really understand i'm arrogant like i'm arrogant cocky snobby whatever and i'm a poor little dude from from baltimore you know what i mean i'm the rose that sprouted from the concrete but like for real for real like i'm humble to the point where my brother three shots out to my brother three shots out to my brother big rob and shots out to my brother mo but shots out to my brother three He's told me one too many times that I'm too humble. And I always say that I'm not humble enough. And sometimes I get in that mood and it's like, damn, I'm not humble enough. But then sometimes I remember what three told me. And it's like, nah, you way too humble. Get animal on these fools. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> Gay, they don't play no shit. Gay, they never been bumped no shit. You feel me? Nah, all jokes aside, all in all, though, it's all love, yo. Thank y'all for tuning in. This has been a broadcast episode of Smilito's Way, courtesy of Broken Hip Hop Baltimore, featuring us niggas that can't rap and the thoughts that we fucking Baltimore stand up. 
It's your boy Mastermind, aka Ambition the Mastermind. But you're, I'm better known as Smiley, aka the Smilester. <laughs> the Smilester signing off, man. Baltimore, stand up.